Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Next question. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All right, coming up in a half hour, we got Brian Geltzeiler, host on SiriusXM NBA Radio. He also contributes at NBA TV. And we got some monster news uh, from the Golden State Warriors that we'll talk about in a half hour. And that is that Joe Lacob, before the trade deadline, called Jeannie Buss, the owner of the L.A. Lakers, to find out if they would be interested in trading LeBron James to the Warriors. Joe Lacob oh. made the call, according to Brian Windhorst of ESPN. So we'll talk about that in a half hour with Brian Geltzinger, we're, uh, Geltziler. We're talking uh, 49ers right now and kind of figuring out how you're f- feeling about the future, how you're feeling about Kyle Shanahan, how confident are you in Purdy, you worried about Ayuk. And some of the cryptic uh, comments that mm. his girlfriend had on Twitter. You worried about Bosa saying we could have been more prepared. Uh, 888-957-9570. Goo, where do you come down on all that stuff? I'll tell you what. The girlfriend, the brother of Brandon Ayuk, um, that that doesn't sit well with me. But, again, we've seen it. We've seen how emotional Brandon Ayuk was at his locker yesterday. Stiney says he wants to win a Super Bowl. And I know probably, and I, I love Brandon because he's not saying this aloud, but Stiney, there's no way he's not at home. Maybe hoping he was featured more, got more targets. I don't know why that didn't happen, but I know the Niners didn't go into the game and say we didn't want to give them the ball. So we'll see what happens there. But the biggest one to me is I think this team is going to be looking for a defensive coordinator. Uh, I'm not mad at Bosa. He's speaking his truth, but when you say that we weren't prepared for everything, I think that goes to the teacher, the coach. So we'll see how that resonates. And the last thing is, I didn't lose the Super Bowl. I don't know what it's like, Stani. But if the offensive linemen want to go at it, that's one thing. But to go at it in a public form, I kind of feel like you guys are that's family business. And you got to have sense enough to know that that just makes the SF or the logo or the team look bad. Couple things that Shanahan addressed uh, over the course of uh, yesterday is uh, Wilkes's future. Here's a couple of uh, take a listen to what he said. Asked if he and Lynch have thought about Wilkes's future. 
No, that's stuff that, I mean, we'll talk about a ton as this week goes. We'll talk about a ton in the offseason. I mean, where we want our team to be, our defense, our offense, special teams, and that's, that's a lot of conversations, a lot of film, a lot of personnel and salary cap um, things we got to discuss, drafts. So, no, we're just having not watched the game yet, to tell you the truth. All right, that's what one of his comments on Steve. Go ahead. Pastani, if it was a marriage, wouldn't it? Like, why do you got to go watch the film? Or did I take that out of content? Like, so it's up to you to watch the film for him to stay? Like, why wouldn't there be, oh, Steve, Steve's coming back. He did a great job. I just think that's his way of saying we'll deal with all that stuff <laughs> okay. when I'm ready to deal all with right, it. Right. Although, here's what he also said uh, about, uh, let me see. There's one other one here. Shani on if he cares about perception, full season. Purdy on decision analytics. Asked if Wilkes Wilkes will be back. Shanahan asked if Wilkes will be back. Is Steve Wilkes coming back next year? Uh, I haven't talked to anybody yet, so yeah, I expect all our coaches to be back. All right. Hey, at least you can. He might not come back, but at least he gave him that. So he expects all the uh, right. all all the coaches back. 888-957-9570 is the number. Oh, let's get into it with Javier. Javier. He's got uh, he wants to talk about the uh 22 personnel. What's up, Javi? How you doing today, Mr. Simon? It's Mr. Daryl the Guru Johnson. Hey, hey. Not 22 personnel, 20, 20 personnel. Oh, I'm sorry. personnel to be exact. All right. I, I just I, I hear all this Shanahan criticism. I'm not so much mad about, you know, the result, because what I've learned, and this is going to sound cryptic, but I've I came to the realization that, you know, uh, the 20 personnel, 21 personnel, we don't need to have a five-man route in regards to five-man running routes in the concept post-snap. We need to have six- or seven-man protection. Obviously, we're not winning in three with our blocking. Javi, yes. i got to ask you to go a little Dan Dibley right here. Dibbers. So when you're throwing 20 and 22 personnel – you got to say what it means. It means two backs, one tight end. Two, All right. two backs, full back, tailback, one for the one tight end, which would be Kittle. Two backs. You said should have been getting a higher snap count. For my okay. calculations, when he had 31 snaps, I think he should have played 50-plus because you see All the right. interior. Chris Jones and them are wreaking havoc. And, you know, the Niners did not invest in guards. They get them at, you know, a uh, bargain price. And and, I, and this is the thing that I've, that I've you know, I've, I've held my head down low since Sunday. Mm. You know, the Niners are going to be competitive and very, very good with Shanahan. But, you know, I just feel like Patrick Mahomes has uh, made a deal with the devil. So does so. I don't know what it is. They're never going to beat him. I'm just being real. They're never going to beat But, Patrick Javi, Mahomes you had a chance. Unless they get it. They're just, you had I know, a chance. and they didn't do it again. Yeah. And they didn't do uh. it again. I mean, at the end of the day, they're going to be great with Shanahan. They're never going to win the Super Bowl. Well, what do you do then? Javi, what do you, what do, you do then if I told you that? If I said to you right now, oh, they're going to be good. They might never win it, but they're going to be good. Would you just fire it? Would you get rid of them right now? I mean, they're making money. They're competitive. They're relevant. They're always talked about for better force or indifferent. Why would the business of the operation be upset? But they're not going to win. They're not going to beat Patrick Mahomes. Until you can tell me, I know, at the end of the day, the defense, I know they had to get the third and four, but the protection was bad. Purdy has to throw the ball vacant or rather uh, erratic, or erratically rather to the boundary to uh, Jennings when you had Ayuk and you had uh, McCaffrey a wide open backside of the concept. But then again, the linemen, they don't invest in. They don't believe in investing in guard play and guards having two solid guards, not at least one, which Chris Jones exploited at three, the three-tech position, even the tackle. But they had two chances, not one. They saw Mahomes one of the two times, 50%. They win the game, yeah, and they they didn't do it. 
They, they're not going to win with as long as Patrick Mahomes is breathing and playing NFL football. They're not beating Patrick Mahomes. They're, they're just not happening. And show me where I'm wrong. Like, well, you know, I would say, all right, yeah, the can't close twice, Javi. That, yeah. Thanks, Javi. Appreciate the call. Feel how you feel. I mean, bro. I look at I look at that game yesterday and say, all we got to do is play a little better and we'll win the game. And and here I go, Stiney. Uh Monday morning quarterback on a Wednesday. How big was that mix? That missed extra point. I tried to tell you the um, one. Ah, you know, Stani was just. But man, I'm just saying that to Javi's point. I mean, the Chiefs got to do something and know a field goal's not good enough. So I'm just. So let me get this straight. And I'm trying to grow here. I'm talking to myself, Stani, but I need your help. So the old line, all of a sudden, and I get it, is the reason you didn't win, or they were the biggest culprit on why you didn't win. But they're good enough to get you to the bowl two times in five years. So that ain't on Kyle, right? Now, when you talk about why are you not drafting or uses the, using the uh, the resources and getting better linemen, but to get to the game with umpteen minutes left twice, some could say, hey, good, that's, that's good enough. I, you know what I mean? Like, you get into the game with the lead. I mean – they got a great offensive lineman in Trent Williams. How's the offensive line outside of Trent Williams? And then how was the offensive line knowing that Trent Williams didn't have a great game on Sunday? I mean, I got to believe that Trent Williams, when he plays great, chances are the the line plays pretty well. But if Trent Williams plays poorly, I don't know that you can make up for that. Which we don't see a lot, but that he played poorly Sunday. Uh, Raphael is in Newark. Hey, Raphael, how you doing? Yeah, good morning, fellas. How you doing? So, honestly, I think the 49ers lost the game with a captain fumble at the beginning of the game. Hmm. If you guys would have done something with that, got at least three to seven, you guys would probably would have won the whole thing. Anything else? Go ahead. Go ahead. Secondly, you 49er fans, as long as you guys are not bandwagoners, just stand by your coach. Same way as us Raider Nation, they're gonna stand by our coach. Till he stinks. He just got a new. You just got a new coach. Where's Spadoni at? You back there? Uh, Are they catching strays? No, no, you know I'm playing with you, buddy. I just, hey, I get it. If you want off of, Stani, if you want off of Kyle, are you guaranteed to get to the the plateau that he's got you to? And in five years, he's got you to two Super Bowls. I told you situational play calling is an area. It's in his file for me. It didn't rear its head. Uh, Now I'm starting to think about, you know, what he thought in overtime. But again, I just remember that defense gassed, or what I deem gassed, man. So I, I don't have all the answers, Sway, but I just know this. As, as excited as you are about Brock Purdy fan, and I'm talking to Niner fan, Brock Purdy fans, and Brock Purdy, my, my only thing that we put up on socials on Monday, Stiney, was it still got you to the Jimmy Garoppolo plateau. And that doesn't juncture. And that doesn't mean I'm comparing Purdy and Jimmy. The bottom line is, okay, we got a new quarterback, Stiney. He took you to the NFC Championship game. You lost. You come back. He took you to the the Super Bowl. You lost. Guess what? That reminds me of the Garoppolo ride. 888-957-9570 is the number. Uh, Who? Who did we just have call that said McCaffrey, the McCaffrey fumble was a killer? And see, that's that. Yeah, that's the way. Like that's kind of the way that I look at. Uh, moving, I look man. at the game 
on Sunday, and that's why that's why nothing stuck out. In like, I mean, a million things stuck out, but what didn't stuck out, what didn't stick out, is one person to blame. I mean, you had a McCaffrey fumble, you had Moody kicking too low on an extra point, you made a big mistake on a punt that cost you a possession and a score. Couple you had holes. too many penalties okay. on offense, which put you behind the sticks. You had Kyle Shanahan maybe not making a couple, let's just say he had a couple decisions that were questioning. You had George Kittle, who, who wasn't good enough or didn't get the ball. Like There were so many things. Trent Williams plays his worst. So there were, to me, there were... That's almost 10 things that I just ran down, any one of which might have been the difference in the game. And so because of that, I can't blame one person or give one person more blame or credit than another. Kyle Shanahan, he blew it. Christian McCaffrey, blew it. Moody, let's just say they didn't get it done. These Those guys just didn't get it done. Not blow it. They didn't get it done. Now, because this is how I'm feeling, man. I know you and I disagree on Kittle, and you're not calling him a bum. But I'm wondering, Steiny, moving forward, if Kyle is as brilliant as I think, and I've said he is, as far as you know, dialing up a play. George Kittle was an All Pro, and he didn't go in as an offensive lineman. I'm not saying he's Kelsey, but Steiny, I am starting to wonder just after looking at this box score and why. What I deem, I think of the Dallas game where Kittle was incredible. There were the, the the longest play of the season in Jacksonville where Purdy hit him. My point is, why on the biggest stage is it okay for us? Because it feels this way. Tell me if I'm wrong. Oh, you played the good defense, so that's why Ayuk only had three targets, and that's why Kittle was invisible. Those are the stages where that's when you go to the lab and dial it up and say, hey, good defense or great defense, you could take some stuff away, but you ain't going to take away everything. So, again, I do have questions as where was Kittle and why was Ayuk impact so minimal. But And if you're going to tell me, Stadia, it was because Spagnola took it away, then he had a better day than Kyle. I mean, to me, it doesn't matter. Either Kittle wasn't getting open or, per- or he was getting open. Purdy didn't throw it to him. And if it's one, it's one. If it's the other, it's the other. But Kittle had two catches for four yards. I don't know who to blame on that. Debo Samuel didn't do much. I don't know who to blame on that. He had a lot on his plate. Uh, Sh- Sean's in San Francisco. Hey, Sean, how you doing, man? Doing good. I just want to get into the fact of where we stand as a team and moving forward, how confident I am in Kyle. I'm very confident in Kyle keeping us with continued success. I think we're set up for long-term success with Brock Purdy and a lot of the weapons that we have at the core positions. As far as the Super Bowl goes, that team was so talented that it took a ton of mistakes for them to lose the game. Now, I don't blame Kyle, but I do think that players didn't step up and make gold jacket plays in the game. I feel like we're going to be in the conversation for Super Bowls for the next five years. No. Did we win? No. But I'm very confident in Kyle. I'm very confident in Brock Purdy. And I think we got a good chance to be in the Final Four or in the championship race for years to come. 
These people, these people are emotionally scarred, like all 49ers fans are after the loss. Everybody's hurting, so they're blaming everybody else. But it has nothing to do with where we'll be at championship level-wise moving forward. I'll tell you this to that point, and I appreciate it. And I don't know. I, I flew off the handle earlier, but in sports, we know tomorrow is not promised. And Stani, if you look at this Niner run and how close they've gotten, it's not. This is not the first crack at it. It's been since 2019, and I do understand why Vegas has them favored. But at some point, things do change, and that's why I just look at this Greenlaw injury, not knowing how long he's going to be out but it's going to affect them. Things can happen, and that's why it hurts more, you know, to diehard fans because we just assume they're going to get back, but they were lucky to get past Green Bay. Maybe that doesn't happen next year, Stani. They were lucky to get past Detroit, so it's not just assumed that this is just going to keep happening every year like they're just entitled to get close, you know? We, we, we see it happen in sports where oh, they're going to be around forever, and then it's just quiet on the set, so that's why I, I just take a step back. Like, I get it. I can't say Kyle's not ever going to win one. But for them to get close again, closer than close, and say they'll be right back is like, I, I understand it. But what if fluke stuff happens? And I think that already happened for next year in this game with Dre Greenlaw. Let's go to Doug in Wichita. What's going on, Doug? How you doing, buddy? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Uh, bang, bang, Niner gang. Red and gold till I'm dead and cold. Uh-oh. That's just the way it is. That's just the, that's just it, man. I'm telling my young boys who were getting upset. They were talking about, we're going to stop liking the Niners. Said, no, no, no. That's not how we roll, man. We got our team. <laughs> our team win or lose. We're, we'll be back eventually. Don't worry about it. Hey, you got to move to the next game. Just like I coach them in their basketball when they play ball. Hey. You lost today, we'll get back to practice, and we'll get better next time. Man, it's our team. I ain't trying to blame Shanahan. Damn sure ain't blaming Purdy. Uh, maybe maybe, maybe our offensive line needs to be retooled. I'll buy that all year long. Purdy's been getting run around. But, hey, it's our, it's our team, man. That's our team. Those are our guys. We go to battle, we win or we lose together. And all this crap I hear. Ah, man, we lost. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate the call. Well, they keep the kids in check. No jumping off the ship. It's not as... Uh, this is from the uh, 925 on the Comcast business uh, text line. This was an interesting one to me, 925. Uh, it's not as simple as keeping Shanahan or firing Shanahan. He obviously is a, a smart guy and knows how to win. Jed York needs to take a page out of Joe Lacob's playbook and bring in one or more people to form a committee above Kyle Shanahan and around Lynch above and around Lynch and Shanahan. That way the decisions for success would be made without ego and no checks in place. Mm. 49ers need somebody above uh, above Shanny. Well, I don't know if they're going to get anybody above Shanny. Because Shanny's above So John do you Lynch. think that person starting would say, hey, you know what, Coach? I know you're calling plays. we got to get 11 the ball more. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Richie's in Queens. Richie. Hey, Richie. Hey guys, how are you? Doing well. Uh, you know what? <clears throat> you know, uh, East Coast Radio. Everybody was screaming that they should have deferred, right? Because they knew it got me crazy. Because I do call them also. They knew that you know Casey was going to score. So God forbid that you get a turnover. So I don't know of anybody who think they're going to score. They were so good in the first half to give up three. I don't know what happened second half. Whether 
whether you've got to look at the fact that they made defensive changes, offensive changes, they outcoached the, the game, uh, both, you know, outcoached the Niners, whatever it may be. But their thought process that they score a touchdown, Frisco gets the ball back, they know they got to score a touchdown, and then they go for two to win the game. Right. Because they do not want to give the ball back. And I'm amazed. I ref guys, I ref, ref semi pro, I knew the rules. I was amazed, not just that, that the players didn't know, but once that overtime starts, the wheels got to turn. Shanahan's got to make a decision. Okay, guys, what are we doing? What's our point here? The confusion is mind-boggling. It's not just for coaches. I got guys that are following the game for like 30 years that are really into it, and they're calling me up and says, yeah, if they would have scored the touchdown, it would be over. Right. But really nobody just didn't know the rules. But when I called Saturday, and I thought because I picked them to win. I'm a Giant fan, but I'm a realist. I felt that the Niners were the team to beat. If they did everything right, and and I mentioned Saturday when I called, defensively, they got to come up big. They got the lead at the end of the game. They were up three. They had the lead. I know it was not a touchdown in overtime. Bottom line is make the stop. They just didn't do that. And they had two plays when they were four, when they were third and four. They couldn't come up with that big play. If they do it with two minutes to go, they run the clock out. So you could look at everything, the bots, punt, and everything else. But it came down to the end where they were leading twice. Man, make the play. Come up with a turnover. Come up with something at that point. Just don't make it obvious to say, well, because it's him, he's going to walk down the field. He had 75 yards to go in those two last possessions to win it, to tie it, and win it. And the, and the Niners didn't come up big, so... Sounds yeah. like you yesterday, Stoney. You said get a stop. 888-957-9570 is the number. Let's go to uh, Ron's in San Francisco. Hey, Ron, what's going on, man? Ronnie. Hey, Stein. Hey, Goo. How you guys doing? Uh, just keep recap. I'm, I'm, I'm hurt and sad over the uh, events, the freaky things that happened. Greenlaw walking onto the field or running on the field and tears his Achilles, the, the punt off a of foot. You know those things are are those things are unfortunate and it hurts. But you know, despite all that, and and here's the point: despite all that, the last three times that Brock and the offense touched the ball, they left us with the lead, mm. including that last time in overtime. And the defense three huh? times in a row they didn't come with a stop. And I, and I I'm, I'm including all that stuff, all the stuff that happened along the game. McCaffrey fumble, Greenlaw, the must punt. Despite all that, we were in position to win, and the offense left yeah. us with a lead the last three times they touched the ball, and the D didn't come up once. If they came up once, we win that game. Once out of three times. Hey, I'll tell you and, this. Uh, oh, go I, ahead. Yeah. No, I was yeah, just – yeah, and I'm not trolling the Steiny here, but I, I hear what you're saying. It's the Super Bowl, no damn excuses, but they did lose arguably their second-best defensive player. So, I mean, at least that should make you feel like we were hampered. We were hampered, no doubt, because Kelsey started catching balls after Greenlaw left, mm -hmm. right? No doubt about it. But the fact of the matter is, despite all that, we were in position, not position mm -hmm. once, but three times. Three times. It was unfortunate about the PAT after the touchdown, but, you know, that's on the, the special teams part of it. But we, the offense right. scored a touchdown. I want to hear uh, I want to hear this okay. thing from NFL Films. This is the sound of the coin toss. I'm probably going to have to go to break right after, but I want to hear it. Okay. You with the toss? Yeah. Which way you want to kick it? They call it. 
They call it, right? Yeah, they call the coin flip. It's their coin flip, right? We want the ball, Fred. San Francisco, you are still the visitors. What is your call? Tails again. He called tails again. It is tails. San Francisco received first and overtime. Good luck, gentlemen. They want it. They want the ball. They wanted it. Hey, they want it. They wanted it, baby. We want them to have the ball. They want it, they can have it. Hey, even if we score a touchdown, they still get the ball. I didn't know that. We're going to toss, we're going to kick off too. We got what we wanted. I thought it was, thank you, Spadoni. That was used to. So, because they didn't know it, we can't assume Kyle, Kyle knew it, Stani, but his players didn't, a couple of them. I mean, the bottom line is the 49ers won the toss, and the Chiefs were very That's surprised that, that the 49ers and did, they won the did game. what they ended up doing. Man. Did it, you know, I, I, I think they should have absolutely deferred. Yeah. Man. Um, Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. But the game that's wild. Uh, that segment was brought to you by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises, and by Xfinity, the Xfinity 10G network made for streaming live sports. Let's get to some basketball on the other side. Did the Warriors really? Well, they did really. They did really inquire about LeBron James, and we're going to talk about it with Brian Geltzeiler, host on Sirius XM NBA Radio and contributor on NBA TV. Back to Steinie and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All right, Matt Steinie, Matt the Guru Johnson with you on 95.7 The Game. Let's talk a little hoops. Uh, we've been heavy in football, obviously, since the Super Bowl, but let's head out to Brian Geltziler, host on Sirius XM NBA Radio. He's also a contributor at NBA TV, and I will just say, Brian, I'm looking at a headline that says the Warriors... 
made a bid for LeBron James at the trading deadline. It involved Joe Lacob making a personal call to Jeannie Buss. What do you think? Well, I think there was due diligence involved. I think that's everything you need to know from the Warriors on the fact that they don't want to wrap up this dynasty and call it a day quite yet, that they think there's a window that they can still manage to pry open here to make a playoff run. And, and I, you know, it, it didn't totally shock me, as crazy as it sounds, because I do believe that LeBron may be maybe coming to that point in LeBron's cycle that we've seen in the past, where the wanderlust is starting to creep in. I mean, there's a lot of teams that feel that way. LeBron sending his hourglass emoji messages and wearing the Knicks towel over his shoulder and all that. But I think there's a a larger point of play here, which is the fact that, listen, the Lakers didn't do anything at the trade deadline because they really didn't, besides trading Austin Reeves, they didn't have enough to go get any of the players LeBron wanted them to get. So what does that mean? It means LeBron's essentially squeezed their assets dry here. Mm. That's what's happened. Mm. They've gone and done everything they could. They, besides Reeves, who LeBron likes to play with, besides one 2029 first round, they think enough of the deal. So I, I, when it comes to looking at that, the thought that maybe LeBron doesn't want to be there anymore is n- not the worst thought in the world. The other thing is, you know, at some point in the next year or two, he's going to want Bronny to be, play with him. When that comes around, he can certainly use that over a team's head. Now, again, much harder to use in a trade. Um, if you're going to do something and go to a team in the offseason, it's much easier to use if you do it by a free agency or even sign and trade where you can say, hey, I'm not going to sign with you if you don't bring him on board. So, so I think from that standpoint, the Bronny thing doesn't play a role. But I'm not all that shocked that the Warriors did this. I, I actually think it was a smart thing to do because you find a way to keep that title window pried open a little bit further. Would a move like that have done it? I'm not sure what would have gone out. So I don't know that it would have done it, but it would have been real interesting to see Steph and LeBron and Draymond Green play on the same floor and see if they could make a horse race of it in the Western Conference. I, none of it floors me. I'll say that. Wow. BG, last time we talked to you, I was fighting a good fight. I, I was, I had the Warriors in the coffin. Dre was out, you know. Steph was looking, you know, tired or whatnot. Now all of a sudden they won seven of eight, five in a row. Dre's back. Kaminga's helping them get easy buckets. The youngsters like Pajemski are are chipping in. Ha, has your view of what this team could do? Because I said it's Operation Play In. That's where they're at now, tenth. Uh, where are you at in regard to the metamorphosis? I feel like we're watching with this team, or is that too? soon no i don't listen here so here's what i'll say i think that the move with Kaminga in the starting lineup draymond to five pajemski finishing more games it works it has worked it's worked really really well so i i I think and but i and i think it's a great regular season formula i don't know that it's a great formula in the playoffs only because if you look at the size that you're going to have to go up against Come playoff time, I worry that the Warriors are going to have enough in against some of the teams that they have to beat. Now, granted, listen, it's an issue against the Nuggets. It's probably not an issue. It's an issue against the Timberwolves. It's probably not an issue. It's an issue against the Lakers also. It's probably not an issue against the Thunder or the Clippers or the Suns. 
So it, there's certain showing that Dallas if they end up in a play in there. But I think the Warriors' goal is to play their way out of the play. And they're only three games in a loss column behind Phoenix and the Pelicans right now. And they're playing as good as anybody in the league right now. So I think they want out of the play, and I think they want to get in the top six. This team is definitely, from the regular season standpoint, good enough to do it. I'm just a little skeptical that they're going to have enough size to win multiple playoff series this year if they do get in. But I'll say this, Dow, to your point, we are talking about this a month ago as it's over. Shovel dirt on this right, group. Right, right. Can't do it anymore. <laughs> and, right? and they turned around and give Steve Kerr a ton of credit. They found a mix that works. At one point, Chris Paul is going to come back here and – Listen, all of their best lineups advanced stat-wise this season have Chris Paul in them. Chris Paul will help a ton when he does come back. I give Kerr all the credit in the world. He's done a fantastic job here. Do I think it's going to take him to the promised land this year? Probably not. But a year that was looking like a lost year, the Draymond suspensions, all that, just got a heck of a lot more interesting. Brian Geltziler joining us on 95.7 The Games, a host on Sirius XM NBA Radio, also a contributor at NBA TV. I saw an interview with uh, Steve Kerr just a day or two ago, and he says uh, it was with The Ringer, and he said uh, he expects to be back, uh, that he didn't want to get into details, but he's told Joe Lacob that he wants to coach this team after this year, and Joe Lacob has said that he wants Steve Kerr back. You think? You think that's what the way it's going to come down, or do you think it's going to have do. to do with with maybe what they think personnel wise in the off season? You know, listen. If I think they want Steve Kerr back, I think they'd be crazy not to. I think Steve Kerr wants to be back. If I'm Steve Kerr, it's almost easy at this stage. I'm hitching my wagon to Steph Curry. As long as Curry's there, I'm here with him. And whatever happens from there happens. I, and I think that's the smart way for Kerr to go. Um, listen, pays well. Good job. Uh, he's got emotional attachments here. They've accomplished a lot together. He's got a lot of pull and cachet in the organization. He may, if he decides to stop coaching, he may not take another coaching job ever again. Who knows? So I, I think for him here, this works. He's making it work. Listen, Bob Myers had a lot of pull in the organization, and rightfully so. He accomplished a heck of a lot as an executive. I think in the wake of Myers' exit, Mike Dunleavy's leaning on Steve Carr a little bit more. And I think that is something that Steve Kerr likes. I think that plays to all of Kerr's sensibilities, so to speak. I, I think he likes it. I think it's good for him. And and I think if he has a little more input into some of these personnel matters, and he can kind of do what he wants with this team. He's earned it. So to me, if Lakeup wants him back, keep coming back. Hit your wagon to Steph Curry. Listen, Steph Curry's, what, 35 years old? Doesn't look like he's slowing down one bit right now. And, and, and continues to play on a very, very high level as long as Draymond's on the court healthy with him. Um, and I'm thinking as long as you have those two guys together, you keep pushing this thing forward if you're Steve Curry. And if I'm Lakeup, why do I go find another coach when this is the coach I have right now? Wow. BG, you got me thinking. I know in sports you can never have enough good players, but the Warriors' rotation and everything they're doing just seems seamless. When Chris Paul does come back, do you, do, you know, whose minutes does he take? Because I'm looking at young pods, and he's finishing games, and he's coming up big. I mean, it, is that a good thing, or how does that work with you in regard to CP3 out there due to come back soon? Well, listen, so it, I think you have to be very careful not to, you know, reduce Pajemski's minutes in a big way. Um, 
you know, you have, listen, Gary Payton's playing a bunch here. They've been, they've been looking at Canonis lately, has been playing some. So, like, I, I kind of look at it and feel like you can piece a couple of minutes from everybody. It may make things a little bit tougher for guys like Clay and Wiggins, who've been inconsistent this year. So, you know, they've been playing pretty consistent minutes with Chris Paul out, especially recently. And Wiggins has had a resurgence in the starting lineup. Clay's still somewhat inconsistent in spite of his very good game in Utah the other night. But I, so I, I think you have to, be careful who you borrow those minutes from, but I think if they borrow a little bit from everybody, you're okay. Chris Paul's too good to not play him 20 to 25 minutes a game. He just is too good. You, you have to get him out there. Listen, look what's happened here with the Kaminga Green look up front. You know, Looney and Trace Jackson David's minutes have gotten squeezed. Even Sarge is not getting what he was. So you got to find minutes somewhere. So I think a little bit from Peyton, a little bit from Clay, a little bit from Wiggins. I wouldn't take any from Pajemski, but a little bit from each of those three. And maybe Paul not playing his full complement of minutes. I think that kind of gets you there. Brian Geltziler joining us on 95.7 The Game. He's a host on Sirius XM NBA Radio, contributor to NBA TV. I, I got And if I'm putting you on the spot here, you can you can say it's it. Uh, you're putting me on the spot. Uh, LeBron's making 47, 48 this year, 51 plus next. Like, what would a trade for LeBron with the Warriors? What do you think it would have looked like? Who who we who we plucking off the Warriors and sending to L.A. that they might even want? Well, so, first of all, the contract to make it even would have been Clay. Okay. So let's understand that up front. You think the Warriors okay. do Clay and Kaminga? Uh, I think it's possible. I think the Lakers would have wanted some draft consideration mm. also. I think there may have to be a pick or two involved there, but I think that's what it would have been. I think it would have been Clay and Kaminga. Listen, I'm not – if I'm the Lakers, I'm not trading LeBron – if I don't bring in a young stud like Kaminga, yeah. I'm just not. It's not. It's not worth it to me. It's not. It's for for them to get any cents on the dollar. I need to have some somebody's name that I can put on the marquee. I need to sell this to my fans. I need to be able to bring a guy in and say, hey, at least for the next couple of years, we're going to pair him with Anthony Davis while we continue to grow and we use these assets productively. Like that. That would have been my thing. Because let's face it, they would want to lead with Wiggins. There's no way the Lakers are doing that for Wiggins. Right. B- it's got to be Kaminga. BG, I love easy. And when Brooklyn put that big three together, I was telling Steiny, oh, my God, watch out. Get the parade ready. Heart broke right there. Now I'm looking at the Clippers over the last 40 games. Uh, Warriors take them on tonight. No Kawhi. But nobody's got a better record. Um, are you buying the Los Angeles Clippers? I am. I'm buying them hard. I think mm. that they're. Gonna, I think that they are terrific. I think they're going to be terrific. And the thing I will say is that for them, it's about keeping your guys healthy on the floor. And I think you know, with what they've done here in the short term, and and how well that they've played and where they've put themselves, I think you will see Kawhi, especially when he's put himself in line to be an All NBA guy because he's going to play more than 65 games. I think you're going to see him sit some games here, and I think that's okay. Because one of the reasons, and I think you have to, when you look at the Clippers, this is really important to, to realize. One of the big, one of their goals going into this season was we need to be a better regular season team. Part of what's hurting us in the playoffs is us not worrying about where our seed is. And when you look historically through this league, teams that have gone to the finals, by and large, have done it from higher seeds. Yes, yes, it's the better team sometimes, but it's also easier to play with home court in each of these series. Like it's just the higher seeding is more is more important. 
Russell Westbrook and James Harden have been regular season monsters in this league. They play a ton of games. They win a ton of games. Now, they both had their fair share of playoff failures, but regular season, they've been awesome. Listen, they have Kawhi and Paul George. They got their playoff guys. Kawhi's, you know, one of the three guys in the history of the sport to win finals MVPs for two different teams. Like, they have those guys. They need guys to keep the record up during the season. Because Kawhi's been healthy, because he's played great, they haven't really gone to those guys to be their main guys that carry the load in the regular season. Now that time kicks in. And you'll see a lot of Harden and Westbrook here in the absence of Kawhi. I think it's a, I, I think it'll be fine for the Clippers. I love what I see out of the Clippers. Again, as long as they're healthy, to me, they're the best team in the West. But you can, you know, listen, the Nuggets have to keep Jamal Murray and Michael Porter on the floor. The Suns have to keep their big three on the floor. You know, the Lakers, if they're to have any chance, have to keep their big two on the floor and who've been hurt in recent years. You know, we've seen this with the Warriors, too. It's, you know, health is not this deep bit of analysis. Okay? You know what I mean? It's, but, it's a, it, but it is an essential element to a team advancing. And I think for the Clippers, if they're healthy, if they have Kawhi, Paul George, and James Harden, I think they're the, the, the odds-on favorites to go to the finals in the West. Real quick, before I let you go, Gelsey, uh the f- uh, Warriors are 10 and the Lakers are nine. Which of those two teams are the most or the more likely to make a run? I would probably tell you the Warriors right now. They feel more together than the Lakers. Right. I know the Lakers just brought in Dinwiddie here, but you know it, when LeBron is, is you know is answering questions in the way he's answered questions and posting hourglass emojis. It doesn't exactly make guys around him feel all that good about his influence. And the game I want to go back to, guys, is the Thursday night TNT game when the Lakers went into Boston without LeBron and without Anthony Davis playing and beat the heck out of the Celtics. And granted, they shot the ball exceedingly well in that game, but there was a level of fire and a level of spirit under Darvin Hand that they don't have when Davis and James are playing. So I do worry about a listlessness among that group. When it comes to the Warriors, they are incredibly together. Draymond Green's return here has been amazing in that he's still been playing with that edge that he plays with, but he's been falling on the right side of it and not stepping out of line. He had a challenge with Nurkic the other night where he could have easily had a problem and he didn't. He didn't take the bait. And I think that's so important for the Warriors. So I look at the Warriors here and kind of feel like this is a group that's first coming together and seeing who they can be. For the Lakers, they look in the mirror at who they are and I'm not sure how much they like it. Brian, as always, man, appreciate it. Thank you so much. My pleasure, guys. Let's do it again soon. Take uh, care. All righty. Brian Geltziler, host on Sirius XM NBA Radio, contributor at NBA TV. Uh, a lot of good stuff. Here's Brian Windhorst of ESPN. He's, he was a uh, person who broke the story about the Warriors sniffing around LeBron. Take a listen to Brian Windhorst. Yeah, I think there's two different ways to look at this. Obviously, if you're a fan, your initial reaction is going to be to to dream about the concept of LeBron and Steph playing together. I don't think that was ever close to happening, but I think it does show that there was a lack of information. There was a lack of information from these teams, uh, because Woj and Ramona also reported that the 76ers called the the the, uh, Lakers about LeBron, because just the way things have gone for the Lakers this season and the passive-aggressive moves that LeBron has made left people wondering, you know, how does he actually feel about the Lakers? Where is his head at about them going now and going forward? And he gave an emphatic, I'm committed here. And, you know, Rich Paul went on the record publicly last week saying he's not going to be traded. And that's why I think, Greeny, the Lakers were probably okay going. 
You got cut off there? Uh, oh, that's uh, Brian Windhorst, ESPN. Something happened with my sound out here, but we'll, we'll move forward. Uh, so Brian Windhorst reporting that the, the Joe Lacob of the Golden State Warriors called the L.A. Lakers owner, Jeannie Buss, and saw what they might want for LeBron James. Yeah, they didn't go big game hunting. They went big James hunting. I mean, damn. And, you know, they didn't make a move at the deadline, Steiny, but who had them shopping at Nordstrom's? You know, going for the, the – the, that would have shook the basketball world, man. But, again, no players were discussed. But the fact that Lakeup was like, we can get LeBron and I can pair him with Steph, I'll take that over. Enough, I'm the Lakers, Steiny. You're not doing that without Kaminga, right? So, I mean, wow. What could it be in? 888-957-9570 is the number. Steining Guru with you. And uh, we're talking a little basketball. Uh, Ramona Shelbourne and Woj reported, they broke the story that the Warriors' Joe Lacob contacted Jeannie Buss about LeBron James and whether he was available, and if so, how serious the Lakers were uh, about LeBron James, obviously still a Laker, mm-hmm. uh, but the Warriors, Joe Lacob made made a call, according to uh, ESPN. Uh, let's go to uh, Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete is in uh, San Ramon. What's up, Pistol? How you doing? Hey, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Good to talk to you all. Sure. First off, I'm going to buy my own flowers because I've been saying all season the Warriors don't need to make any big moves. It was all going to come together. Wow. And about LeBron, he it's, it's almost like going after KD, but LeBron wouldn't even be as much fun to be around as KD was, and he wasn't all that much fun. So I think they just stand pat. Joe's probably not the only owner that might have called about LeBron. I think everything's going to just be fine. Thank you all very much. I uh, appreciate the call, Pistol. What do you think about, you know, in in another market with another owner, fan bases would be shuddering when the owner calls another owner about a a player. Oh, you mean not the GM? Exactly. Mm. I mean, this would have been Joey Lightyear, Stani. I mean, it's his team, his prerogative, but, I mean, the fact that we know for a fact he picked up the phone, Joe Lakeup, that is, and called – like he was going for, he was trying to change it all. He he was putting all his chips out there. But I will say this: BG said it, Steiny. When you watch this uh, this version of the Warriors, and I've been yelling all season, it doesn't look like they're connected. What happened to that? But ever since Dre came back, they in this version of them, they just seem connected, man. That, that like that. I don't know where they're going and how many games they're gonna win, but they seem like they're everybody's on the same page. And again, they had to endure. We talked about it earlier. Uh, they lost a brother. Uh, Chris uh, Steve Kerr was just at his funeral, and you said something that hit me in a cardiac muscle last week. Maybe that just had guys put their issues to a side, to the side, focus on one common goal, and now they've won five in a row and take on a Kawhi Leonard less Clippers Clippers tonight. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero is the number. Uh, Warriors, they're at home tonight against the L.A. Clippers. Warriors have won seven of eight. Clippers. 
are 27 and 7 since they started 8 and 10. 27 and 7 over their last 34. They're playing tonight without Kawhi Leonard. Uh, a lot going on with the Warriors. Interested to know what the fans are thinking. We've got a report out there that Joe Lacob called the Lakers, uh, inquiring about LeBron James. The headline said the Warriors made an unsuccessful bid uh, trying to acquire LeBron James. Uh, We got Draymond Green coming back from suspension, and that coordinated with the Golden State Warriors winning some games. We got Klay Thompson. We may get into a little Klay Thompson talking about how he's open to returning to the Warriors with a lesser role. Uh, what does Clay Thompson look like as a warrior moving forward, and what would his theoretically theoretical role uh, be? And for those of you out there who are saying, you know, Draymond Green's kind of kind of back to being Draymond Green, you're probably right because he just did a podcast and he uh, eviscerated a few people like he's uh, want to do. We'll listen to that on the other side. Uh, Anthony in San Jose, what's up, Anthony? How you doing, man? Anthony, San Jose, what's going on, buddy? 888-957-9570 is the number. And uh, Warriors play the L.A. Clippers tonight. Uh, They'll be missing Chris Paul, but he looks like he's getting closer, too. Warriors play tonight and then at Utah tomorrow, and then it's the uh, All-Star break. Yep. What about his minutes when he does come back? Stanley, you worried about Pajimski's minutes or just what BG said? No, it could be a combo of the uh, GP2, other guys. I mean, obviously, if Chris Paul's healthy, he's going to play. I, you know, I got to I got to see what he yeah, looks like. Yeah. I mean, you can't on the one hand say, boy, everything's clicking for the Warriors. They found something. Pods is finishing games, and Clay's taking a lesser role, and right. yeah. So now it's up to Chris Paul and the Warriors for him to come back and make them even better as opposed to taking minutes away yeah. from guys and then maybe they lose something. You know, yeah. P- no Pajemski's doubt. playing 23 minutes a game. Can he play 16 minutes a game but be as effective or more so in those 16 minutes? That's how the Golden State Warriors, I, I think, are going to stay hot. Uh, 888-957-9570 is the number. All right, on the other side, I want to get into some of this Draymond, Gra- uh, Draymond Green sound uh, with uh, Yusuf Nurkic. Two peas in a pod, those two, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, 888-957-9570. Uh, on the other side, don't forget, Warriors Wednesday is brought to you by Friedman's Appliance, a trusted name since 1922. Visit freedmansappliance.com today. Also, a reminder that you can catch all four hours of Steiny and Guru on the free Odyssey app. Plus, you can watch us on YouTube and Twitch, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. 888-957-9570 is the number. The Warriors, they're a game over 500. they have won seven of eight. How are you feeling about the Golden State Warriors their last two or three weeks? Do you think this thing has staying power? Steiny and Guru, 95.7. The game one more time 888 957 9570 is the number. We'll talk to you on the other side. Next question T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.